To the Shire Born, a Teen Wolf Lord of the Rings fusion. Written by Saucery. Read by Heard the Owl. Dr. Fumbles McStupid and K Town. Oh shit, says Styles as the ring falls and rolls away, vanishing into the crowd. What? Scott's still looking around the place nervously. It's a moving forest of huge human legs, thick as pillars. Styles can't blame him for being worried. They could get trampled easily. I dropped it, Styles whispers. You what? Scott's eyes snap back to him, big as saucers. No way, no way, Styles. Wizard Deaton entrusted us with it. The fate of the world depends on it, and only you can melt it in the volcano at the edge of the world. Yeah, I got that part. Styles wipes his hands on his breeches and takes a deep breath. Okay, cover for me. I'm going in. In there? The humans will squash you like grapes beneath their feet. Gee, thanks for the imagery, Scott. I really needed to visualize my soft tissue being ruptured by giants and my blood staining the boards like freaking grape juice. Uh... Scott blinks, appalled. I... I didn't mean... Uh, it's okay. Just cover for me. And in Styles goes. He darts between stinking boots, heavy as boulders, and coarse-woven trousers that must be scratchy as hell to wear. How do these people not uniformly end up with genital rashes? Ouch. Ignoring the humans and their lack of personal hygiene, he runs his fingertips along the filthy floor, trying to remember where that clink had come from when the ring had dropped. Had it been here, or here, or... Out of my way, midget! Booms someone from above him, and Styles only manages to dodge the kick because Scott yanks him out of the crowd by the ankle. It's perfect timing, too, because Styles has just snagged a telling glitter of gold. Thanks, Styles pants, and Scott shrugs. You said to cover for you. So, did you find it? Yep. Styles shows him the ring, grinning, and puts it back into his smock. He might need a necklace to put that thing on. Although, damn, a necklace? Won't exactly be helping with his masculinity here. He's only four feet tall. Well, tall for a hobbit, but still. And he has a face that makes most girls think of either marshmallows or kittens, so he'd hope to avoid prettifying himself even further. But at this rate, that may not be an option. We need to get you a necklace or something. Scott echoes his thoughts, but Styles still scowls at him, because it's the principle of the thing. Sure, I'll just pick up my manhood at the lost and found after we burn the ring in Mordor. Maybe it wasn't the best idea to show Scott the ring, because a couple of other people seem to have noticed it too. If by people, one means burly, hairy, bearded men and beer-sodden tunics. Fuck. Er, says Styles as way too many eyes start swinging towards him, lit with that weirdly eager light Styles is used to associating with the ring. It's getting to them. Holy shit, it's getting to them. Singing its whispery, seductive song. When is our contact arriving again? I don't... I don't know. Yeah, well, neither do I. Ain't this plan genius? Stroll into a place full of corruptible, greedy men with the one ring. What could possibly go wrong? At this rate, it won't be the one ring, but the one ring, as in, the one and only time they'll ring our necks, because we'll be too dead for them to bother doing it twice. Wizard Deaton said, Wizard Deaton is not God, okay? Although he's ineffable as, Eek! A hand that weighs more than a brick just landed on Styles' shoulder. As Styles looks up, and up, 
it turned out to belong predictably to a brick shit house of a man as massive and stinky as a brick shit house anyway you're a pretty little hobbit boy aren't ya huh what are you doing around these here parts the man leers on parts and ew gross first of all i'm not a boy i'm a full-grown adult you're still a teenager scott puts in i'm old enough to vote in shire meetings but you never vote in shire meetings you're off sneaking chicken sticks from my mom's kitchen because no one's looking scott will you please let me defend my virtue without interrupting me er dude it doesn't sound like you're defending your virtue it sounds more like you're telling him you're legal enough to do whatever it is he wants what no never no excuse me sir styles says to the still leering shithouse but this is what is commonly known as displacement it is not i that you are interested in but something else that i have on me that is calling to you and and warping your mind i could warp your mind make you feel nice and no says styles stumbling forward away from the hand it follows Let him no i'm go. sure you growls a voice then and the brick of a hand is suddenly gone styles gulps around a dry throat glancing back to see mr shithouse shrinking away very away to the other end of the bar what oh that's that's a it's a guy in a hood scott says theatrically and styles sighs i know scott he's got to be a ranger didn't deaton say our contact was a ranger yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if this guy killed the real ranger and just put on his clothes or something can't you feel the waves of menace emanating off of him he does have this serial killer vibe. I can hear you. Scott admits. Rumbles the ranger. Maybe ranger. Ranger danger. Oh good, so you know that we know that you know that we know that you're dangerous. Very, very dangerous. You can't take us by su- Ah! Stiles squeaks. Because the ranger just grabs them both by the backs of their cloaks and lifts them. And all Styles and Scott can do is dangle uselessly from his grip until the ranger finds a table in the dark, musty corner, and dumps them on a pair of chairs. Styles coughs indignantly, running a hand over his sore neck, where his cloak's drawstring had been pulled tight. All right, so you can take Shut us up. by surprise, but that doesn't mean... Says the ranger, calmly, and sweeps the length of his black cape aside to sit on a chair himself. He takes out a dagger and starts polishing it with his gloves. He's wearing black leather boots, too, and even they have blades strapped to them. What the fuck? Well, at least there appears to be a radius of stark terror around them now. The people that have been staring at Styles, at the ring, covetously, have found other things to look at, and other tables to be at, leaving a circle of hastily abandoned furniture all around them. It's impressive. It'd even be impressively hot if Styles wasn't in the immediate vicinity of all the sharp objects that glint, like fangs, from within the shattery recesses of the ranger's outfit. That isn't an outfit, it's an outbreak of knives. Little knives, big knives, slender knives, long knives, knives with delicate filigree along their edges, and thicker knives that look upsettingly nicked. Like meat cleavers. They've been hacking into a lot of meat, a lot of bone. Meep, says Styles softly. The ranger lifts a boot and thunks it onto their table. It rattles. Talk. Sort of like Styles' teeth. That is no trinket, The ranger commands. 
Scott's sitting upright, like a puppy called to attention. Stiles has the distinct impression that if Scott had a tail, he'd be wagging it. Um, says Scott. We're sorry, sir, but we don't... Don't call him sir, Stiles snaps, because he has the survival instinct of a dead lemming. He wasn't even polite enough to introduce himself. He shows up out of nowhere and Saves manhandles you from us from being and... forcefully stripped by an infill of lunatics driven mad by the ring. The ranger finishes quietly. Stiles' throat clicks. Yeah, that, he says. Do names Still, matter? we don't know your name. The ranger asks and tilts his head. The dim firelight barely penetrates the depth of his cowl, but Stiles catches a glimpse of a strong, stubbled jaw, an unevenly broken nose, and near-transparent, intense blue eyes. Stiles' heart thumps. Uh, he says. Um, yeah, they do. Courtesy does it's not common courtesy, too. Although, the ranger waves dismissively. Styles of Beacon Hills. You, you know me? Styles says dumbly. So you are Deaton's messenger. Scott sounds delighted, but then he's an idiot. He doesn't realize the danger posed by ruggedly handsome men with, with eyes, blue eyes. And jawlines, and... Don't go believing him that quickly, Stiles cautions. The ranger sighs and leans back in his chair. It creaks, but its creak resembles an embarrassingly pornographic groan, which, yeah, of course it does. If Stiles were a wooden contraption, not just of the morning wood variety, and had a muscular ranger sitting on top of him, he'd be groaning like that, too. God, where is his mind going? To the gutter, My name is obviously. Derek says the ranger, and the name instantaneously etches itself into Stiles' long-term memory with all the force of a battering ram carving a name onto a stone wall. This time, the firelight glitters off the six-pointed star of the ranger's cloak class. And your family name? Stiles challenges. There's a momentary stiffening of the ranger's, Derek's, shoulders. The but rangers soon, are my they own relax. family. Sad story, then. Or maybe just a bad story. Or both. Okay, says Stiles, frantically searching his mind for other reasons to doubt this guy. He has the hunter's clasp. He knows about Stiles. He knows about... One last question. What's Wizard Deaton's favorite hobby? The hell kind of question is that? Scott goggles. Answer it, please. Stiles firms his own jaw and meets the ranger's eyes, gleaming as they are from rings. within his hood. Derek says, finally, In his tone as prickly as his stubble. They're not stupid, they're brilliant, Stiles retorts, but feels a knot loosen inside himself. That Fine, was a then. smart question the real to deal. ask. Derek observes, and Stiles tries not to bristle, tries and fails. Look, just because we hobbits are small doesn't I didn't mean our say brains that. are small too. You implied it, with that desultory glance up and down my body. An amused note enters Derek's voice. Guys, Scott breaks in, looking wide-eyed. Maybe we should take this somewhere else, because there are a heck of a lot more people in here now than there were before. Shit, says Stiles, 
because while he's been focusing on not focusing on Derek's theoretically statuesque physique under that cape and under all that leather, the crowd near the bar has grown far bigger. It's at least thrice the size of what it was when they'd entered. Gamblers and disreputable folk from across the town seem to have heard the ring's subtle call. We really should, <clears throat> he exclaims, because Derek's manhandling him again. Seriously, is this a thing with you? Do you always pick people up with your bare hands? Only if they're Blood tiny. hands, technically. Derek says, and carries both Styles and Scott right out of the inn. We're not tiny, Styles flutters as the cold night air hits him in the face. Um, says Scott. We kind of are. Would you please stop giving me a size complex? And also, compared to towering rage here, anyone would be short. Derek just grunts and sets them down in front of another door, this one to a nondescript, ordinary-looking cottage, a very decrepit, ordinary-looking cottage. Mine. Whose place is this? When I'm in town, says Derek. Which is how often? Derek shoves the stubborn door open and, surprise, irrelevant. surprise, hauls them in. Gotcha. Like your full name is irrelevant. Like your mysterious past is irrelevant. Like your face is irrelevant. Derek throws back his hood. And devastatingly attractive. You will tell me your Moving experiences on. with the ring in the morning, so that I know what to be prepared for. But now you will sleep. We will begin our journey on the morrow, after breaking fast. I'll break it fast, all right? I'm always starving in the mornings. Will the, um, people from the inn chase after us? Scott's back to doing his nervous dither, glancing repeatedly at the door as if it might be kicked in at any moment. Somehow, Styles doubts it. Only suicidal madmen would chase after Derek with any plans of engaging him in hostilities. Or even niceties. Not that Styles can imagine Derek engaging in niceties with anyone. Hey, does that mean Styles is mad? For accepting the beast's invitation into its den? Probably. The beast in question doesn't seem the least bit perturbed. What does keep it watch have to throughout be perturbed the night about? So that we may escape unmolested. Speak for yourself, Styles mutters, taking off his cloak and letting it drop to the floor, because the cloak stand is way too tall to reach. I got plenty Not molested anymore. on the way here. Derek says, implacable and solid, and Styles' heart thumps again. Not. What? what? Anymore. Derek repeats. You will come like to Styles no harm, moron. so long as you are with me. Styles stares at him. Derek stares back. Then he just pivots on his booted feet and disappears into another room. Uh. Scott hovers hesitantly, just inside the threshold. Where are we going to sleep? Anywhere my boner isn't readily visible, Styles thinks, and settles down on his just-fallen cloak. Right here, Styles says. Where else? Does this place look palatial to you? No, says Scott, slowly, and turns to study him. Are you blushing? Who, me? No. Why would I be blushing? I'm not blushing. I have no capillaries in my face. My circulatory system doesn't work that way. Styles. Great. There's a smile twitching at the corner of Scott's mouth. The exact same smile Scott sports when Styles talks about girls. That ranger is not a girl, Styles feels obliged to point out, because... Because it's important, Styles likes girls. 
I noticed. And Scott's still smiling. Bastard. You think he's married? I don't see how that's relevant. To anything. In fact, didn't he just say his family background was irrelevant? Which was why you kept asking him about it. Uh-huh. I didn't keep asking. No, you're right. Nothing interesting about him at all. You suck. You wish. Shut up, Jesus! You haven't changed since we were three. I don't think either of us knew about blowjobs when we were three. I'm going to sleep. Styles turns over, away from Scott, and hears Scott lay out his own cloak as well. Right next to Styles, like always. Several minutes pass. With the rustling sounds of two teenage hobbits trying to find comfortable positions on a floor comprised of icy wooden boards and nothing else. Eventually, Styles mumbles, You think he's married? Scott huffs a laugh. No. Except maybe to his angst. Well, yeah, that. I bet it's a monogamous relationship. I bet they'll have lots of little angst babies. I bet they were childhood sweethearts. I bet they ran away from home. Together. Eloped. Made love under the stars. Scott chortles, and Styles turns over to face him, smirking. We need to sleep, dude. Scott says. Epic quest and everything. Starts tomorrow. You think we'll meet more weirdos along the way? Who knows? Maybe I'll meet a chick. I'd like to meet a chick. What kind of chick? A hot chick. Hotness comes in lots of varieties, Scott. Be specific. Lots of varieties, huh? Like tall, dark, and handsome? Shove it. Wait, is that your type too? When it comes to chicks, sure. Someone strong, beautiful, with a good arm. A good arm. Styles repeats, snorting around his own giggles. What are you into, Scott? Girls punching you? Being able to punch me. You're weird. So are you. Hmm. Point. Although I also wouldn't mind a cold, ethereal elven sorceress with strawberry blonde hair and green eyes. That's very specific. I'm a specific kind of guy. My fantasies are very detailed. Stop. Just stop. Apparently, stubble and broken noses do it for me, too. Styles, please. What? I thought you were being all supportive and stuff. And who knows? Maybe they weren't just very specific fantasies. Maybe they were visions. Deaton said I was special, didn't he? Maybe I will meet a lovely elven sorceress. And I'll meet my perfect warrior woman, right? Where's your faith, my friend? You've got to have faith. I've got to have faith. I have to believe that one day I'll meet someone that doesn't have to terrify me in order to turn me on. Let me know how that works out. I'm not actually that into Ranger Strong and Silent, you know. Styles, I haven't seen you blush that hard since the time we accidentally saw the Shire girls bathing. And they were naked. This guy was wearing more layers than a nun, and he still made you blush like that. Sacrilege! Are you saying his scariness trumps female nudity? Impossible! Maybe it isn't just his scariness that does it for you. Styles remembers the way Derek had driven everyone away. The way he'd promised to protect Styles, no matter what. That's just... He's just... It's what Wizard Deaton told him to do. Derek's just doing his job. Can we sleep now? I'm so tired and talking with my eyes closed. Same here. Really? Really. Stiles stretches a hand across blindly until he finds Scott's. The same blunt, familiar fingers, peasant rough and honest. Scott twines those fingers around Stiles's, safe, kept, like they're still in one of their burrows back home. Thanks for coming along with me, man, Stiles manages around the lump in his throat. They may not make it back to the Shire after this. Scott knew that when he decided to accompany Stiles. Deaton had told them, plainly, 
what the dangers were, but that the mission was Stiles's and Stiles's alone. Scott could easily have chosen not to come. Stiles wouldn't have blamed him. If Stiles's dad were still around, he wouldn't have let Stiles go. Scott's mom hadn't been very cooperative either. But Scott had followed Stiles anyway, because Scott is his brother, not of blood, but of bond. No big. Scott yawns and squeezes his hand, and they fall asleep like that, holding hands on the floor of a ranger's house.